back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire. You are listening to Otherland Dreams, and I am here with Hill Hippie, but more importantly, sorry, Hill Hippie, you get to be put to the back again. I'm used to it. <laughs> we are here with the uh, show of the plank that normally comes on right before us. And to be honest, there are too many of you. I cannot tell you you guys' names. So would you please say hello one at a time? Hello. Uh, tell me your name. Oh. <laughs> I am Chris Mack of the Plank Show, a.k.a. Supreme Lord Savage. Ladies first. <laughs> Ladies first. Chivalry's not dead. Good. I'm Courtney. See money. See money. I feel like it's different here. It's fine. Nah, cuz. Yeah, be yourself, man. Don't want to. <laughs> uh, I'm Riss. I'm the intern of the Plank. It's Riss. She it's usually Riss. says. There you go. <laughs> Keep it for you. And I am, of course, the one, the only, the greatest man that ever lived. The instant classic. The instant classic. The voice of villainy. The one, the only, Sean Bennett. How y'all doing tonight? Instant classic. I love that. I love how he introduces himself. He was like, "Yeah, that's me. Take it or leave it. Shut up." That's who I am. That's who I am. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that's called confidence. I love that though. <laughs> You're a Leo, aren't you? Indeed. See, that's why I like him. I'm a Leo. Leo season, baby. Uh-huh. It never ends. <laughs> you, you got, yeah, you got to have that in you. Okay, go ahead. So, he'll have Crazy. to tell me about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> got to have that in you. Good Lord. Y'all going to stop trying to censor my girl. You got to have have what in you? Crazy all you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tonight's show is about uh, sex and spirituality and the connection between the two. Um, I do have something prepared, yet my computer is doing what my computer always does and is fucking me up. As in, where it's supposed to be loading to give me my access to what I've written, it is now telling me it's in 15% into a... Update. Oh, oh, so you gotten screwed up. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. It's eh, what I get for turning it on before I actually started the show. It's like, oh, I'm on for the first time in about a week. Okay, but download, download, download. Oh, he shut me off. Well, I'll get him when he starts me back up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it really kind of screws me over because I had this nice thing prepared. We talked about different aspects of uh, spirituality. Uh, sexuality as a part of your spiritual practice. You know, uh, I'm going to try and pull this off, a part, uh, off the top of my head, some of it at least, until we, 30%, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, who claim to be part of uh, the spiritual type who try to be mindful and try to be uh, active in making sure that their mind, body, and soul are all try to be in sync, tend to ignore the sexual side 
of their being and just thinking that it's only part of the physical existence that we incorporate because we believe that well, a lot of people believe that we are just spiritual beings in physical form and the physical form being such a temporary part of our existence that it that you really don't have to pay that much attention to it because well, we will move on to transgress into something else depending on what your particular belief system is. When that's absolutely not the case, we absolutely have to pay attention to the needs of the physical form while we're here. And in the sexuality side of it is specifically can be such a in sync uh, connection to the divine. When you are with somebody and you connect and you're having your congress, if you would say, once you reach that peak of uh, release or orgasm, it's almost like a connection, a miniature connection to the divine. Because you're connecting with that person in such a way that your energies have intertwined and then synced kind of like a miniature form of the oneness. A covenant. Yes. And that's where I'm going to start for now because it looks like my computer is starting to reboot. Okay. So uh, how do we uh, want to proceed from there? Well, I mean... Shit, see, when you was talking, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. And as soon as you go, where do you want to start from there? I went right out the window like an airhead. Um, I mean, you're talking about the idea of coming through the sexuality, coming through the idea of, you know, the spirituality, and we're, we're just connecting to the bigger picture. But the whole point is, is if you're only looking at the bigger picture, then you're not taking part of the now. And right. the now is the most important part. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking part of the now, then you're really not connected to anything spiritually because you're so hardly, so hardly trying, your, your mind is trying to unravel the circles of all the crazy crap, more or less. So the whole point is, is when we talk on a sexual level, the now has to do with sex and who you are. You can't unravel the mysteries of the universe before you figure out the mysteries of yourself. I love that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And, and, and like, this has a lot, the energies that are coming through right now, I mean, for the people who follow me, like on YouTube and everything else and the readings and all of that that I put out, I've been saying right now a lot of this energy has to do with figuring out what's sacred to you, what truly is in the depths of your soul do you desire and that has to come all the way back down to the sacral chakra the sacral chakra is how you feel about yourself and if you don't feel good about yourself then you sure aren't feeling anything on a positive sexual level you know what i'm saying if you don't have a pep in your step and feel good about yourself you sure ain't gonna flaunt your shit you ain't ready to hit it with somebody else well if i don't want to see myself naked what like there's no sex in my life, then if I'm not confident enough in myself, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, this is what I, I've, I've put it this way a lot of times. I call it your inner, inner belly dancer. Um, that's the way I, I put the sacral chakra. I was like, your sacral chakra speaks to your inner belly dancer. You could be the skinniest, boniest, anorexic woman in the world and you could be the biggest woman in the world you could be the ugliest person or the best looking person it doesn't matter but my point is is when you feel good enough to go out and you know let that energy flow mm -hmm. then good for you because you feel good about you and if somebody else doesn't like it you know there's only a million different directions your ass can look yeah. you know 
I mean, if you feel good about you, then, then at least you're starting to come into who you are. And if you're coming into who you are, then you're expressing your truth to yourself, which allows you to get deep with rawness of what you are on all levels, which then allows you to branch into that sexuality on a whole new level and make it so much more powerful and strong. And then securely all your other chakras. But if you're uncomfortable, it's like I said, if you're if you're in that sacral chakra and and it's not a comfortable sacral chakra, then you're like all hunched over and you feel bad about yourself. You don't want to look in the mirror. You don't really want anybody else looking at you. So of course your sexual activity isn't gonna be that good either because you don't feel good about yourself. Well, not necessarily. Because some point. people will use the uh the sexual act to as a way to try to make themselves feel good because of the release of uh, dopamine and serotonin that's released in the brain after a sexual yeah, you're act. you're absolutely right. Not just that, but that desire. Um, I went through a long stretch of time where I didn't like who I was as a person. Not so much physically. Um, just I've, I've lived a very sordid past. Um, so I didn't like who I was as a person. And I have been convinced that the, the things that I had done to find the person that I was, but there was still, there was always that desire, that chick who just, no matter what I'd done in the past, no matter what was going on, she thought that I was, you know, I, I, I was desirable to her. Mm -hmm. And so I used those sexual experiences. To make yourself feel better. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um, because that's a way of boosting you when you can't boost you. In a form. So it, it's, it, it is exactly that. I mean, it's, it, you, the idea is to want to feel good about yourself so that you can have a good sexual relationship. However, sometimes emotionally, we're not stable and mentally, we're not, we're not healthy. So we do things to other people. For our own egotistical reasons to make us feel better. Like what you said. I mean, I mean, and there, there is something wrong with that, but there isn't something wrong with that. Because the person who you're hitting up, if you're only hitting them up to make you feel better every once in a while, they have to know deep down. And then that's them that's dealing crazy. with, you know what I'm saying? They have to know deep down that there's, there's a reason why you're not fully there. You're not fully informed. And so what I want to say to that is that, um, like the hillbilly said in the Hill beginning, hippie. hippie I'm sorry. Hippie. <laughs> what I say, hillbilly? hillbilly? Yeah, okay. he is. <laughs> well, it's spins off of. Uh, well, I'm from West Virginia. So okay. I'm a hillbilly by raising, hippie by choice. See, yeah, hung out with hillbillies in Kentucky. Love them, but I think what we're talking about, um, it all comes down to um, two things: one being the spiritual, and the other being the flesh. Now, you can give in to your flesh, but understand that when you give in to your flesh, you are giving in to your, your mental state of mind because you don't want to become enlightened. You want to deal with the right now. We're in an age right now where we get everything right now. Everything is instant. Mm -hmm. And your flesh wants everything that's instant. It wants physical satisfaction now. That it wants instant gratification. Right. It wants instant gratification. And with that flesh comes our mind. And with our mind comes that overthinking 
And with that overthinking comes that, am I not good enough or I'm doing this? And so it is psychological. But when you take that out or you gain that balance, like you said, when you build that covenant with somebody and, and, and it's more than just that flesh that's leading you, then it becomes something deeper, it becomes something more. You deny your flesh something which actually helps to propel. Ego. Right. It, it helps to, when you deny your flesh, it helps to propel your spiritual oneness and enlightenment. You know, um, there's this one thing called the, the now, backward. Let me ask you, before, real before quick, I lose track of that. Okay. What makes you say that? Well, also because there's this thing called the backwards law. And the backwards law is this, is that a negative experience can actually be a positive. And so <coughs> you can't actually seek to be enlightened because the more you seek mm -hmm. to become more enlightened, the more shallow you become. So you have to deny your flesh and find that balance so that you, you don't become the opposite of what you actually want to become. The more money you seek, the more unhappy you become because you never reach that goal of what you actually want. Because when you get more money, you actually crave more money. And that's how the backward law works. You have to find that balance. You know, um, and so like I said, it's, it's a fight of, you know, it comes down to the two things, the spiritual versus the flesh and denying your flesh those things so that you can enlighten yourself so here's why i'm not sure about denying the flesh as far as the effects that it can have on your spirit or your soul or and for you know you listeners who weren't anybody who's tuning in who wasn't listening to the plank um i am not of the spiritual variety to say the least um i went through a long period i'm sure you remember where i denied the flesh um i've done it twice in my life and what did it do to your health it didn't do anything. It didn't make me a better person. It didn't make me a more enlightened person. You, um, was you more lonely? No. He was happier. I definitely averted a midlife crisis. He was happier. <laughs> I think everything has to be done in moderation, but I think you also have to do things correctly. Uh, I mean... Like, I, I mean, I don't think there's, any, I don't think you did there. anything incorrectly about how you mm -hmm. went about it, but, um, it's just like with food, like I practice fasting now and fasting. I deny my flesh. I deny myself that instant gratification of eating that food. Now, uh, are you talking about in, uh, intermittent fasting? Correct. Or, okay. Uh, you're right. You eat just once a day. For a right. small window of times where you get your calorie intake and then the rest of the time you don't, uh, deny yourself any intake of. Um, yeah. And so and with that, during those times you can't eat, um, you do have to occupy your mind because you don't know how much you don't realize how much that affects your life when you eat. And it's just like anything. It's like with the spiritual. It's like with sex, uh, you know, and, and, and your aura and your chakras. When you deny that flesh something, you start to take on something else and, and you become more aware of other things. Um, and it helps you to become a better you. Just my opinion. But, you know, like well, I said, not I mean, everybody drinks wine. he my... was happier when he went through it, he was actually finding something by not doing something. But I'm, right. just not, didn't realize sure, that he was. I'm right. not sure if denying myself the flesh um, was what so much what made me happier as not being in the situation 
that I was in. Well, but let me that's tell you a perfect something. example. My man actually, a girl suggested. No, she didn't even suggest. Can I can I tell him what you did? Well, being what? celibate. Sure. He was celibate. Okay. For like six months. Girl sends him a text message. Eight Good months. morning. All I hear is screaming. I think he's sick, hurt, maybe having a seizure. I say, run downstairs. What's wrong? He said, she sent me a good morning text. He's like, what the fuck? Freaked him out. But at the same time. It wasn't one. So, all right. Context, so I don't but he sound was, like a but freaking he was, lunatic. But he was happy, though. He was I, happy, though. Context, so I don't sound like, like a lunatic. I had just got out of a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. And I handled that negatively mm -hmm. by turning into a hoe. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, show. just dumb shit that I normally wouldn't even do. Stuff that I'm like, why? Like, you know, now that I'm not in that phase, that that that, you know, that uh, self-destructive phase, it was like, why did I even do that? Like a competition to see who can sleep with the most chicks. Dumb shit. Yeah. Just dumb shit. Young was, dumb that was, shit. That was yeah. pretty and stupid. I got a. I woke up one morning to. I want to say it was either six or eight, something like that. Good morning text from different females, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like this is not what the fuck I signed up for. This is not what the fuck I was looking for. Like fucking, I, I was just supposed to be having sex and never having contact with these females again. I lost my shit." And then that's when I was like, fuck it, I'm done with fucking females. Like, at the time, I was like, never again. I'm not fucking, no relationships, no sex, no fucking nothing. Fucking pretty funny. But deep down, maybe could it have been that you were like, without even consciously going, this kind of shit uh, is, not, uh, is not acceptable in my life anymore. And it might have been the relationships to a point. If, what I'm saying is, is we speak about vibrations a lot and vibrations is partially how you feel about yourself and yes. how healthy you yeah. are. So if you were in a position of going through a bad breakup, dealing with some psychological shit that maybe you didn't even acknowledge you were truly going through, yeah. then you went into some, let me just hit it and quit it with whoever, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on in my life? And you know what? I need to swear off everything and I'm only going to put people who I want here who are good for me. And it had nothing more to do than that. I didn't even want people that were good for me. I'm not even talking about sexually. No, I'm I, like, there was... Uh, there was, like, when, it, when it, for that whole thing first started, like, it was to the point where, like, if, you know, hey, how you doing? Don't talk to me, bitch. Like, don't say shit to me. Fuck off. You just like, needed to be isolated for a little it bit. Was, it was that bad for a while. And then I gradually, you know, I don't want to say it got better because there's something still wrong with me. But, like, I, you know. There's something wrong with all of us. Man. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum this up real quick. Hmm? Watch this. Sean, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Are you happy right now? Very. I knew he was going to say that. And this is what I'm going to say what I'm about to say. I think when he denied his flesh, those things... Um, of that period of what he went through, it did help his vibration. And I think it did balance him out and his vibration led him to where he is today. And I think that he's with somebody that actually, actually resonates on a similar level mm -hmm. as he does. And I think it's made him a better person. And I think they've made each other better people. So they rise together. Yep. 
but he would not have been there had he not denied himself what his flesh wanted. And I think because he did that, I think he's in a better place now. It could have just more been healthier, a nervous breakdown. More, like, I think he's more healthier, and I think he's happier. We're and I think for, the person that resonates with him has a lot to do with that. But I feel like we're looking for a spiritual ex explanation for what could have just been a nervous breakdown. I remember riding. I was riding in the car. Um, with you, you just want to deny it. With her, I was riding in the car with her, and um. She was like, "Yo, let's hit the sheets as we're as we're driving past the sheets." But I was I think I was on my phone or something and um like this is in the middle of my nervous breakdown. And uh I was like, I so I didn't see the sheets. And so I was like, I I, I don't know what I um <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not saying like never, maybe one day though. So you the ass is fat and like I'm not <laughs> So like one day, I, don't count me out. I just, I'm not, it's, it's not happening. Day. Like it, it's not. So I can't right now. And then she was like, Dude, bro, let's hit the, like she points at the sheets and she's like, bro, let's hit the sheets. And I was like, she's trying to get some gas, maybe a beer. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, let's do that. Oh. Chris, which, what was the backwards backwards thing that you said was the backwards law the backwards law so you go and you say i'm gonna fuck all these hoes i'm gonna get six to eight different good morning texts in one day get the mic on your mouth oh sorry <laughs> get the mic I'm not on your mouth touch it anymore because i broke it during our show so <laughs> see money help her out the backwards law where you say okay i'm gonna uh, out of the bad relationship you go and you do your host season, you get six to eight text messages of good mornings from all in the same day, and you decide, swear that off. Swear that off. Do you, do you think that that is the backwards law, where he's no longer searching for someone to fill that void, and he's now gone that whole... I was just the searching to the, fill the, voids. The, the, the backwards law was it's that swear it off he, and it's there. he had a negative experience, and it became a positive. You know, because it turned into something better. But it was pure on he, accident. But when he right. actually searched to make himself happier, he actually became sadder. Right. And when when that all hit him, that negative experience turned to a positive, and he did something about it, which led you to where you are today. And I think you're happy. And I think you do resonate and vibrate on the same level with, you know, that person. And, like, that's, that's, hetero, proof, in the, that, that's proof in the pudding. That's mad hetero. Same. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into this that I had prepared since my computer finally decided to play ball. <laughs> yeah. It's woken up. It's what woken up. up. And uh, to join the show. I'm hoping it can uh, give us a couple of uh, jump points to expand upon. Uh, sexuality and spirituality are two sides of the same coin. Whether this is recognized or not, every soul will come into conscious awareness of the profoundness of spiritual uh, of the spirituality underlying the sexuality. The act of sexuality can serve as a release mechanism into a state of higher consciousness. In the immediate moments following culmination, or orgasm, or nutting, or whatever you want to call it, there is a release of tension causing relaxation <laughs> or a tendency to just go and be. As human beings, we are psychophysical units. The total release of the physical also creates a total release of the personal ego, creating a consciousness that is open to being filled with higher awareness, up to and perhaps including 
union with spirit or the universe or God or however you look at it. Spirituality is an all-encompassing thing, and nowhere is it potentially more badly needed than within our sexuality. It is much a part of us as this world as anything else. Not only that, but it is vital to the human race and most creatures on the planet for sustaining the species. If, we, if it wasn't for sex and our sexual drives, this planet would be an empty ball. <coughs> the sad truth is most people don't really know their own sexual space. They may have vague ideas about what is pleasurable, a bunch of romantic ideas from their upbringing in the media, and a whole lot of uh, expectations about what a partner should be giving them. They, generally speaking, don't own any of their own sexuality. When I say this, I mean they, they don't understand uh, that they don't understand it nor how it works. How things come to orgasm or do or don't feel good is kind of a wild mystery, and wherein someone finds a partner who doesn't give them what they think they should get, they blame that partner and move on. If you don't know your own sexual space, how can you really expect anyone else to understand it? During a, a healthy sexual encounter, the world falls away. Thoughts are suspended. The pleasurable energy connects heart, body, and spirit. Sexual energy provides a complete ex, uh, experience of body and spirit merger and is possibly the most accessible avenue to the spiritual connection for most people. Identifying sexuality as a spiritual practice tends to run counter to our cultural conditioning. Sex in our culture tends to be a secret matter, and most people carry some baggage with them about sex from conflicting messages that they have received. We should re-identify sex as a healthy, vibrant, important part of life and celebrate it as an avenue for spiritual practice that can be integrated in our ongoing lives. What would unfold if we were to examine our sexual lives and recreate something that is nurturing and vibrant? I feel attacked. I feel I feel like you're trying to tell me that I've had very few um healthy sexual partners. I did not write that any of that with you in mind. That's it was just, just a just a ballpark starting point to throw out there for open organic conversation. Well, let's start with the fact that I feel attacked. Okay? I feel like you studied my sexual history and attacked me. Um, so, again, it's not – so I, I like – I did I, – I will admit that um, on the last episode, on the last show, I learned some things. Okay. Um, you know, from the conversations that we had, um, not just on the topic but about myself, maybe some stuff that I hadn't, you know, really – like I said, everything you said I thought about and I put it into context in my life. Uh, you know, and I hope to learn something from this show as well. I'm laughing because it should start with you. <laughs> and I don't know how else to put it. It should start with you. I mean, and I completely hear where you're going. The thing is, is so many like what he was saying. From the time you were born and raised and you're just growing and maturing and your peers and society all are telling you how to live right down to what's acceptable sexually and what sexuality is but they never give you an, a choice to explore it for yourself they tell you what it is how it should be this that na 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 it's acceptable here it's not acceptable there this is you know i mean like you said even gay sex is, I mean, 
just in general has gone through so many back in ancient times it was seen more as a higher a higher more spiritual thing and then women it went were through, for breeding men were for pleasure but, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we've been told ever since the beginning of time what the fuck to think. And I'm going, if you can't get to explore your inner goddess or godding energy that allows you to be acceptable of of your of the rawness of of get past where you where where your mind tells you this should be shameful. But so pretty much everything that I do or enjoy doing in the bedroom, I have been led to believe my entire life is deviant. Based on whose standards? Society. So things that have been programmed into you from media. Well, I mean, I also generally don't give a fuck. It doesn't stop me from being a deviant. Um, but the, by the fact that you said that you, uh, it's been programmed into you to be wrong, you, part of you still believes that it is wrong. So I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Part of me does believe that it's wrong, but um, all of me doesn't care. Um, I'm going to do what I like. I'm going to do what my partner likes. I'm a big believer in um, mutual satisfaction. So if my partner or, hell, random chick number three is like, hey, I have a Thor fetish. Yo, like, it's like, yo, hold on. Let me go to the sex closet real quick. You know, I've got Molnir in wings, in the wings. Like, let me see what I got for, let me see what I got for you. Um, I had a sexual encounter with a female who, you know, was telling me how she was, you know, oh, I like pain or whatever, this, that, the third. So, you know, I went to the sex closet, pulled out the five-prong whip, and she was like, what are you about to do with that? And I was like, you know, calm down, sweetheart. This can be for me. Like, relax. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Um, I'm very fluid. But then um, sexually. That, some people are very good with speaking their sexuality. But not necessarily hearing others. And some people are not good at speaking it or accepting it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all the way around. It's it's an endless circle of acceptance. There's also hypocrisy. Yeah, but fuck them is what I'm trying to say. But I think all of us have a little bit of hypocrisy. Um, well, and, and you know what, though? That's because they haven't come to that place within themselves. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that I want to be shot electric electric electroshock therapy. I'm not Try saying that it. that's my thing. But you know what? If you and you are, are happy and in love and want to do your thing, go for it. Please don't kill one another. But, you know, I mean, if you're both on the same open, being able to explore yourself, then who cares what society says as long as you're not hurting children? Because that's well, where I find the line. That's definitely yeah, not Sean. I think we can because... all agree with that line. Well, yeah, I didn't I, think that, that line even needed to be addressed. But if I don't say <laughs> it, some psycho wacko out there is going to say, well, you didn't say that, and that's acceptable. No. She didn't draw the line at children, so it's her fault. You don't yeah, need that. The Society that. says that I shouldn't like children, but I do, and I'm just expressing my sexuality. Yeah. That I mean, there's different people shit. trying to work through their issues mentally and not even know it by causing a different problem. I'm not even saying children. I mean, people work through weird shit. But what I'm saying is, is if you're open enough to work through your sexuality, 
and you're not making somebody else feel uncomfortable, then it's only going to make the relationship grow as well as yourself. I don't, as think well you as... matter. I don't think it should matter about the uncomfortableness. Well, to agree, obviously, with you, as long as your partner's comfortable. That's what I mean. Because, like, I had, uh, shoot, uh, my own hypocrisy. Like, two, maybe three weeks ago, a buddy of mine was work at work, gets, gets a blowjob every night like clockwork. Whammo, blammo. Motherfucking, and he was like, mm, God, I can't wait to get my dick sucked tonight. Like, it's going to be great. And I was dapped him up. Yeah, homie, get your dick sucked. Homie, mm, every night, my homie, uh, do your thing, brother. You guys don't work with food, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, his, oh, sorry. So well his played, girlfriend, sir. well played. <laughs> probably two weeks later, his girlfriend was like, I'm going to suck his dick tonight. And I was like, ew, bitch, stop. Like, what the fuck? Why would you say that to me? Like, calm the fuck down. Flip, flip, clean the fuck out. Flip, clean the fuck out. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And I was like, don't, we're not. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, no, you're not allowed to discuss things like that with me. Like, it's not, uh, it's unacceptable. Like, unacceptable. But like, it, it actually took me a few hours to realize, like, two weeks before that, like, I was dapping him up about the exact same thing. And that was acceptable. So, like I said, everybody's got a little bit of hypocrite in them. Sean, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, For he sure. definitely uses whips and dildos and toys. But he refuses to use the baby Jesus butt plug, which I don't understand. Why do we have It's to just oh. a preference. <laughs> butt plugs, no thanks. Shut him down. It's the fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. The Why do we always come back like... to the baby Jesus butt plug? Because it's... I know how much you love it. I'm not even a religious person, and I find that so blasphemous. See? Like, it's just, you're sticking baby Jesus up your, <sighs> whatever. Is it really baby Jesus? No, it's some white. It's fucking close enough. Uh, in this case, it, it would classify under the category of an effigy. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no effigies in the fannies. No. <laughs> that falls under uh, blasphemy, sacrilegious, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And huh? I don't even, and, and I, not to offend anybody's huh? religion, but I don't even care about God. Like, I have a personal <laughs> grudge against him. So, like, but Jesus, the baby Jesus butt plug, too far. It's just too far. I'm not saying that it's. That it's a, an a-okay thing to do. Storm the heavens, rip him off the I sea mean, of eternity. That's so much more acceptable. There, I mean, and I'm, I'm not blood. standing for religion, sexually or not. But I mean, when you get into like the witchcraft side of things, considering which came up in the last show, I mean, there are those sexual rituals for fertility. Exactly. There, you know, there are different ideas. Some people bring their you know, pagan or whatever gods into their sexual relationships. No, that's not necessarily me. I mean, but like I said, I mean, this could go far the fuck out there. I mean, there are, there are people and I've had clients that, you know, have issues because they're wanting to have sexual relations with their dead husband. You know, or, you know, bringing spirit back into a sexual relationship. I mean, sexuality goes a long fucking way. You know how right. good you had to be laying it down in life for your wife <laughs> to be trying to write. Like, like, yeah, like literally, look, look, I don't, I don't need his mind to work. <laughs> Just bring back the dick. <laughs> the right. only, that, that rivals, that rivals the guy that I consider, and I can never remember his name. The greatest coxman of all time, which is not me, which is not me. I'm up there. 
in my personal opinion. <laughs> but the greatest coxman I feel like of all time was that. What dude, is that word? Coxman. Coxsmith. Coxman. 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 Yes. Of all time, in my opinion. You have to have uh, good coxmanship. Yeah. Thank you. I have to say is there was a guy in um, Ohio. It was in Dayton, Ohio, downtown Dayton. Drags this chick into an alley. She has no idea who this guy is. Beats her ass and like violently rapes her. She bailed him out of jail. And last I checked, they are still married. Like he laid it down so well in the middle of a fucking sexual assault. But that's that brain. Not even that's be, that brainwashing. A, that could be feeling. That, that's not about. <sighs> sexuality being brought in a way that, that had to do with um what's the word I'm looking for hell hippie sadomasochism no that's, this has to do with, like that's just with brainwashing with, with with um lack of self esteem you know lack of self esteem lack of self value um he fucked her up so bad that I must do as he says. Stockholm you know, syndrome. Yeah, right. he didn't say, "Bitch, bail me out." No, like, I'm not well, that that's like when people get kidnapped, right? And then they, they want Stockholm, to stay yeah. with their captors. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. You said you know that's you know she's fucked up in the head or whatever. Um, what about like girls with rape fan or guys? Apparently, that's, that's a, thing a healing that they're like not rape finding. Fantasies. I don't mean to put it as in they're fucked up in the head, like with no. No cooth, no care. But the point is, that's like I said, like, well, like we were saying, you know, if you if you were raped and you go back, if you were, you know, um, kidnapped and you go back, this has to do with a whole new level of trauma, trauma, and way beyond just your shockers being out of balance. Okay, this is this has to do with self worth, self value being degraded, and you don't think you're worthy. And within that essence, you're like abandoned. At the same time, you you feel like 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 I I won't have anything if I don't stay with them. I don't know. Like I'm I'm, I'm I def if there's anything I have, it's self worth. Um, you. That doesn't I, mean everybody else does. I'm, I'm. I'm almost down for a little degradation. But that's what I'm saying. It's one thing to be in a sexual relationship and to be like, you know what? All right, you're a Leo. You're a dominant person in the first place. A Leo is dominant. So you know what? You might just find the idea of being dominated from time to time because for once, you're not the one being dominating. It's a reversal role. It's relaxing from time to time. But that's what I'm saying. Is that actually has to do when you're in a comfortable relationship on a true sexual level and really rising on a different spirituality, which you're not even looking at as spiritual. You're soulfully together within the relationship. As a Leo, we are very dominant people. So sexually, from time to time, depending on how healthy you are as this person I'm using Leo as an excuse. This doesn't mean every Leo out there is like this. But, you know, you may be okay with being dominated to a point. Because that gives you a break. It allows you to be different. It allows you to not be the same person you've always been. It's a nice it allows change you to experience, up from being yeah. the aggressor. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, somebody who has no power. Who feels no power. No aggression. No authority. 
Somebody who already feels that low, that degraded, is going to allow them to keep doing it because they don't have the power to flip that over. Now I feel like a bad person. That Real doesn't quick, mean you're a bad person. No, but. just things that I've got, like one night stands or chicks that I knew I was never going to talk to after I talked them into <laughs> doing something degrading again. And <laughs> it makes me feel like a bad person. We've all done some really fucked up shit. Yeah. That makes me feel better. We've all done some fucked up shit. Chris? No. That's the show. <laughs> oh, I just want to point out, when I say witch, Wiccan, as she was Wiccan as in, you know, with, you know, like. Wiccan that dick. You mean Wiccan that dick? I'm sorry, that, dick? that was too far. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our uh, Wiccan listeners right now. Oh, my God. No, I'm no. So sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. But she was a Wiccan. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, it wasn't about the sex. It was about an awakening. And this happened when I was younger. And so a lot of times you get away from the things that you learn and, you know, keep your mind open to. And you get away from those things. And there were certain things that, that she in particular taught me um she about, gave you new views exactly about how things work you know and, and you wouldn't have necessarily learned things. that if exactly. it wasn't for her right and, and that's what she did you know i mean most people would be like you know a blood ritual probably not too cool but you know when you get down to the root of it and what it was really about then you know You've got to be down for a little bit of ritual play every now and again. Now, exactly. I don't know about like blood rituals or whatever. Yeah. But, like if you want to carve I, yeah, my name that. or carve your name into my chest, I'm with, not saying uh, rusty that. No. knife or something. No, no, no. Every not that. few months or so, there's nothing. It, it wrong was with not that. that. It was <laughs> yeah, not gotta, satanic at all, my friend. You got to be careful. You got to be careful what you get into in situations like that. Because I know me personally, if uh, if for some reason I was to allow Bear to go into a partial or heaven forbid a full on merge. It, during a sexual act, he mauled the shit out of her. Oh God, it would be a bad scenario, because my totem is a very, 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 very grumpy bear, okay. and he drives me. Whenever I'm sitting around, just like I'm fucking bored, go get laid, dude. What are you talking I'm about? I get texts from him growling. No, <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm like, the bear is a protector bear. and a, a healer, he, so whenever I'm sitting around, he's like. I don't know what to do. Go get laid. It's been a minute. You need to take care of it. Dude, stop pushing me. If you don't do it, I'll make you do it. But see, that's also what I'm talking about on the whole spiritual level. You're not necessarily having sex with spirit, but spirit is the one enhancing it and pushing it on you. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. This isn't sexual. This isn't sexual. How did you discover your totem? Because I'm actually, you keep bringing up your totem and the fact that your totem talks to you. And I'm actually very curious in this. I've been told twice in my life, once by a, um, you have a pastor tiger. and once by, you said a tiger? Mm -hmm. How do you know that? I see it behind you. Oh, intriguing. So I've been told by a pastor and a witch or Wiccan or Wicca, whatever it is you want to call it, that I have, that it's a, there is a dark spirit that is always with me. Would that be my totem? My tiger? Is it like a black tiger? No, it's because no. you're so black. <laughs> no, that would be... Dark skin. Sorry. It's not that my could fault be seen on like different levels. That could be seen on different levels. I mean, a dark spirit for one could be different people 
different levels of what the medium is and how they, how really honestly accurate and sharp they are on a medium or spiritual level right. is going to see a dark spirit. A lot of times people will see dark spirits way before they ever lighten up, so to speak. And what I mean is... is Based off their views and spirituality. Yeah, and, and their fear a lot of right. times. Because when, it's, when somebody is starting to first... I don't even want to say awaken. When somebody is starting to cross over into where they're seeing spirits, a lot of times those spirits are negative right off the bat. Because... The changeover in the mind, the process is what the fuck is going on and a lot of fearful energy, which automatically makes it black, automatically makes it dark. So we are automatically in fear of it. Now that does not mean that a dark energy is positive or negative because if they're not sharp enough to see clearly through, then they're only seeing the darkness and they're not getting the truth. Versus a dark energy, which would be like a shadow spirit or a negativity that would be with you. And you know what? 90% of the people, as much as I hate to admit it, have at least one negative spirit with them or at least in their home. Okay, now, do me, do me, do, do, do me. What's his totem? To know what his totem is. Phrasing! <laughs> it's a word but also me next i need you to be talking because i mean i mean his just popped up while he when he happened to mention it i just saw the uh the the lines of the face i'm not seeing the rest of yours yet sometimes they pop up sometimes they don't and as you're probably getting more into something that you're interested in the conversations then it'll probably pop up but his is coming through because he needs to be courageous and he needs to be courageous more than he realizes he does. So he projects it. This is why the tiger is behind him. Why do you say that? Because you're defensive. All the time. There Am you I? go. Oh, God. wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Now she decides to speak. Wow. Welcome so to Otherland Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already know what my spirit animal is. Well, no, it was not your spirit animal, your totem. My, I know what my totem is. I know what it is. It's all right, so keep talking so we can all find out what it is. It's a werewolf. We have many. You don't just have one. Yeah. Well, you have one totem. You have many guys. Oh, honey, I have right. a shit and so, and, and so, and that's what I'm going to say. My senior overall like, is a dragon. I, I believe, like, my totem animal is, like, a werewolf. But I also have a winged horse. Not a unicorn. Not a Pegasus. It's a, it's like a da it's damn near yeah, it's a Pegasus. It's a it's a winged horse. Okay. But I also believe and have you ever seen any of the animals come to you in your dreams? Because I'm seeing one. Yes, I've seen a werewolf, but I, I believe that that's more of a situation that your 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 consciousness is bringing to yep. you. Yeah, but I also believe that I'm a god. Well, all of us have a form of godding in us. And, and I'm going to say this to you. Because, not a mistake. And, and, and the reason I say that, and it's not just any god. You have a Komodo dragon. But it's but check this out. Not just any god. So I used to get off work at, for being a bouncer on Fridays and Saturday nights. And I would always go by Walmart. And so 
I would always meet strange people after I got off bouncing. And then I, I built friendships, and I would go by and check on these people after I got off work. Like there was a guy at the 7-Eleven. I always talked to him, and he ended up losing his brother, and we became good friends. And um, But then, like, I would always go into Walmart, too. And there's a lot of, like, East Indian people in there. And there's one guy in there in particular. And so when they see me, they'd be like, hey, hey, you know, and they always do this. Like, and my girlfriend didn't believe me until she saw it when we went in there one night. And Raj saw me. And when he see me, and he'd be like, what is the guy doing out this late, just roaming the streets? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he'd be like, you're a god. He was like, you're a deaf god. And I was like, what are, what are you talking about? And so they believed that I was like a deaf guy. Now, it could have been that I, I was always an all black when I showed up. But they believed that I was some type of a deity. But and then she York, saw it. all guys. But she saw it. We went in there and they were like, hey, hey, hey. And he said, he said the same thing. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, he actually believes that you you're like. say, oh, my uh, Chris. Right. She, she <laughs> She was like, he actually believes that you are like a spiritual deity that's like walking around in human form. Like, no shit. That's what I he have, sees. I have a weird thing with Walmart anyway. I mean, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird place. It's not. Have you ever noticed? I don't, I don't care where the hell you are. If you go to a Walmart, there's seagulls. Yes, that's absolutely true. It don't matter if you're near the water, but there's seagulls. There's That's something weird. going on with Walmart. Yeah. But you know, but you know what? I've walked into Walmart and the times that I've been um, in my head about things. There's always fucking sequels. Like, I'm still on that. Like, <laughs> the times I'd be in my head, like, he would talk to me and he'd be like, you don't have to worry about that. He's like, you're destined to do better. He'd be like, don't let that bother. And like, he would always say these things but to me. But you get this in the middle of the night, too. Well, um, here, so here, so here's what's really weird. Was in Walmart the other day last weekend. Just stopped in to get some stuff, and a woman approached me, and she said, uh, "She said, are you uh, a pastor?" I said, "No," and she was like, "Well, hey, maybe you're having a past life situation that's coming up." Yeah, she was like, "You look like." You affect people on a spiritual level. She was like, there's people who need you. She was like, there's something that's coming. And she was like, just don't run from it. And what was cr what was even crazier, so we, we ended up talking. And right before she left me and we, we went separate ways, she said, I want to let you know something. She was like, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. And she goes, um, I don't know if it's your grandmother or a grandparent, but... She's watching over you. And she's proud of you. He's and, big and softly because I'm seeing and, and so, coming off of him. And, and so, like, it, like, it didn't freak me out, but you it touched me. For whoever it is, is pulling out something from either <laughs> the future or the past. And so, yeah, and I never mentioned my grandmother. And, and like, and it was so crazy because I've been thinking about her. And my grandmother was so influential in my life. And so, yeah, and I called and told my mom. My mom was like, yeah, she was like, people get that from you. I never get that kind of positivity. Most people, one, most people who... And you do why? Why? Because he's so black. 
No, it's not because he's so black. It's because he projects out that automatically things are going to be negative. So I need to be abrupt and stand firm. I need to stand firm because I automatically expect. But I don't think that I'm a negative person. I don't think that I'm a negative person. I go into most days with a very positive attitude. I literally walk into most. I, when I walk into work every day, I walk into work with the idea and the belief that I'm going to be the best. Um, anything that I do, like I don't ever go into a situation like, oh man, this is going to suck, or you know, you know, I'm not going to do well, especially in situations. No, you're you may I'm be trying control. to be positive for yourself, but if you're projecting in your mind that the world is kind of crap, and the way that people act, I I have to already. Stand on alert because y'all are fucked up. So basically, like, he walks in, he walks through the world expecting the worst from people. Up on the mic. You know damn well you can put that mic in your mouth. I mean, to your mouth. Oh no, I broke it. <laughs> so I, well, I, I don't know. Like I don't ever, I don't ever get that kind of positivity. Most people who say they can see my energy or my aura or my spirit or whatever, um, it's, it you have a very powerful energy that you are not embracing yet because you're still embracing it from a lower vibrational level. And Why would I embrace something that most people who say they can see either it's either greeted with fear or anxiety? Why would I embrace that? First off, you don't want to deal with emotions. So right off the bat, you're not going to because in order for you to get truther and, truer and deeper into depth of soulfulness of accepting yourself think about it you had to go through this tra traumatic fucked up event with a relationship then turn around deplete into yourself realize that wasn't working then let me just hit it or quit it with these ones until oh my god just everybody leave me the fuck alone you wanted so much to turn it off instead of actually dealing with it and still, somehow, by turning it off, it made you happier because you was dealing with it. You just didn't acknowledge it. So my point is, is in order to get to the depths of who you are, you'd find there's so much more vibrant power from within you. But you don't believe it's there. You believe that everybody around you, around this world... You believe in the world being a lower vibration and I'm just going to do what I can to have the best I can and let me let me let me get mine. You see what I'm saying? I'm gonna like like you were saying earlier with work. You know, work versus work versus sex. I got a lot of things going on. Let me let me let me get mine in, you know, and, and I'm gonna do this and I gotta do this and I don't wanna be homeless. I gotta do this stuff. So you know, we have rules and regulations in life. You have come to understanding society says this. Part of your mind still believes that. Therefore, society still rules you in that level. And because of that, you haven't enlightened on your, your projection of self in a more positive way. You project out, I'm great, but I believe that y'all are. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> That that sounds that sounds uh, like it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's all. Like, wow, this derail, uh, derailed quickly. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, nobody's trying to die. But you know what? Let me jump back. Penis is penis is vagina. We this talking... is about sexual spiritual energies. Yeah, right, we were, we're done talking with this. about sexuality, and I want to go back to like the witch situation. I mean, 
there's the sexuality of of finding yourself and then people will pull in you know shamanically there's so many different reasons and different religions and cultures to you know bring in the gods or nature and everything in which is bringing in a different level of it of divine energy but are they bringing in divine energy you get what i'm saying I mean, there are those who are going after the fertility rituals. They're going or bringing in their goddings. And I'm not saying that their rituals are right or wrong because I'm not in them. I don't know. And it's not my right to choose what's right or wrong. But the fact, I mean, for them. But I'm saying, for me, I've learned that it has to do with experience yourself experience your truth and as you experience that you're willing to get raw with some of your own negative shadow aspects some of those darker aspects and it's not even about forgiving yourself accepting yourself as part human part divine i'm allowed to be a little bit twisted and with that, it's okay because I've, I've accepted that. And then let me express those things that I want and learn. Then you come co more connected with the divine versus bringing divine energy in on a sexual, spiritual level. You know, because like I said, I've had clients before that wanted, you know, sexual energy with people who's crossed over. And I've had clients before who, you know, or people I've known before who have been like, well, I had sex with such and such God or this energy or that spirit. I mean, there's a, such a variety of it. But I believe no matter how you go about it, it needs to start with you. Because if you're not deep enough to get honest with you, then who knows what you're inviting inside of you as a female or what you're leaving behind of part of your essence with. Especially when they get into crossing over into actual spiritual entities. Sorry, I went all shamanic on you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's talking about fucking no ghosts. <laughs> but we've been down that road before. It's, it's, well, yeah. it's, it's always yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah, ask Ray from Ghostbusters. It don't end well. <laughs> Bed and breakfast. Who are you going to call, baby? <laughs> so, but again, like, it's, it's, it's like the argument that he and I have had. I don't, I don't, I don't believe, that, you know, outside of obviously, you know, the physical ramifications of leaving, you know, my seed on her, on her or in her, um, I don't really believe like it's, 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 it's something uh, that I said to him when he said that wrist, same theory. Yeah. Put your, uh, your hand on his forearm and leave it there for a little bit, please. As he continues to speak. Okay. All right. So uh, that, that whole, if you leave a piece of yourself. With every person that you sleep with, you leave a piece of your soul, leave your, your spirit, your energy, whatever the fuck. Like, what does that leave for whoever you decide to settle down with? Do you think you're a cup? Do you, do you believe you're a cup that only has a finite amount of water in it and the cup can't be refilled? I believe that everything, everything from the spirit to the universe to our lifespans is finite. Everything. Just That's because right. you, finite. Just because you cannot see the end of something does not mean there is no end. Yeah, it's infinite. There's ways to re uh, to refill the cup, so to speak. So every time you're leaving a piece of yourself behind, that's a piece of who you are at that moment. Mm -hmm. Now, in five years, 
your energy vibration is going to be at a vibrate slightly different than who you were five years ago. And that's because you will be taking in uh, energy from new sources, new encounters you have. Just a conversation like what we're having in this room right now is I'm receiving energy from every one of you in here. And it's leaving uh, parts of you based on the way you think and the way you uh, act as impressions on me. And it's something I'm going to take away from with me and whether it's going to last five minutes or 500 years just going to depend on how deep of an impact it is like Riss and her hand on your arm right now it's leaving thermal energy if she takes her hand off you will notice the difference in temperature go ahead and take your hand up that's energy that's just energy in one way that we know how to track and uh, measure for it also kinked all your arm hairs by the way <laughs> and, it kinked, and it kinked your arm hairs since that is important. <laughs> so I know what thermal energy is. I know what kinetic energy is. But I'm talking about your spiritual energy. Like yes. what is – I don't – I don't believe I've ever left a piece of my spirit with – I can't say that. I, I don't think I've left a piece of myself or my spirit with every female that I've ever slept with. That seems ludicrous to me. It seems – So basically what he's saying is based off of things that I've said, being with somebody, I believe that – you, anytime you have relations with somebody, you do build an unseen covenant with that person, whether you believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. That covenant, you leave something with them, whether it's a thought, whether it's your seed. Most times it's your present, that spirit that you leave, because Believe it or not, no matter how many times women say, well, I don't know how many men I've slept with or I don't remember that guy. No, they do. You can say there's guys who say, well, I don't remember all the women I've slept with. No, they do. Those women have those women women have affected men, have affected women, have affected men and men have affected women no matter what you say. When you build that covenant, you're giving in. You surrender. You give up something when you have sex with that person. I had a and woman tell me was she was upset that I didn't remember who she was. And she was like, we used to have sex all the time in high school. And I was like, like I'm supposed to remember high school sex. That was my goddamn response. But guess tell what? Me what and that's that what. But guess what? And I'm going to tell you exactly what you left but with she her. Re- she remembered you. So therefore, yep. you left enough behind with her yep. in order for her to remember you. And you, and you know what you did? And you know what you did? You know what you did for her? You shaped her outlook. On men, I shaped some moving, shit, absolutely. But... Moving forward, you shaped how she saw men. You shaped how she saw sex. You absolutely shaped. You left something with her because yes, yeah, she remembered you. You didn't remember her, but guess what? At the same time, guess what? But I'm not arguing that point that you can leave a physical or a mental impact on somebody. Sometimes I said it's, it's different though. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's, it's the conversation is coming into something else for me because all right. Sometimes it is about leaving an impact, but sometimes it's also a closing of a cycle. Best example. I I this doesn't say much for me, but fuck it. I'll just be blunt. I I I had a guy I dated for a very long time. I mean, I lived with him for like nine years. Okay. Um. We had, we had a very good relationship. We had a very soulful relationship. We weren't spiritual, like, religious. But, I mean, we had a very good heart-to-heart relationship. Until right at the end, 
when it came to its time to end. And as I healed, now let's be real. I had sex with this guy every single day for like seven years. Every fucking day. Take a shower together. I mean, have sex together. There's no way I didn't see you. I know your face. Okay, but two years later, me and my girlfriend, you know, are at the fair one time. We're at Walmart another time. We're just at, like at a park. I don't know. I remember being brought to my attention three different times. And they were like... You didn't just see so-and-so who you used to live with? He waved at you. Dude, like, he was there. It was like he was cloaked. It was like he wasn't even there. The cycle was done. The energy is finished. You no longer exist. And the that's idea how I feel about of the of memory partners. when I look at you. I mean, I have to, like, pull up pictures because I'm not even going to notice somebody who I slept with for seven fucking years. The cycle came to an end. It was healed. It was closed. Chapter done. Versus somebody who I cared about. And to this day, I would like to rip his freaking head off. Because he's left that kind of emotional disturbance. You see what I'm saying? A cycle healing allows it to be healed. Allows it to be done. Chapter closed. Another example. Um, say you're... Forget sex. Because sexuality has to do with how you feel about yourself, too. It's your inner warrior, your inner SWAT team, how you feel good about yourself, not just sexuality. So if you were raised by someone who neglected you and taught you neglect, you know, you didn't have the proper food, you weren't properly fed, you weren't properly nourished, you weren't properly supported, you didn't have, you know... All of these things. You didn't have proper clothes. You know, if you were raised in a level of neglect, you were taught that that neglect is acceptable because that's how you were raised. The way of changing it is to realize, wait a minute, that was not acceptable, but I'm not going to do the same thing to my child. Let me go back and claim my power because just because you neglected me doesn't mean I need to neglect me. And therefore, with my now child, I'm not going to teach that same level of neglect. So you're changing the cycle. Which still is speaking to you about sexuality, spirituality, of how you feel about yourself. Because, like I said, if you're being raised in neglect instead of nurturing, you're not being taught how to come into a soulful, spiritual, you know, level of I can, I am, I feel good, which then also causes problems in a sexual level because on that sacral chakra level, you're already at a lower level. It has to do with going back and getting what was left behind. If you left negativity or negativity was left on you, what I'm saying is, I say Othala a lot when I'm doing readings. And what I say is, is like, if, 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 if you gave your power away, if, if, I, if you was in a relationship with somebody and you've decided to deem yourself less powerful, I, I have a bad habit when I'm in a relationship with someone that I get in these relationships and I mean to be equal forces. 
You know, I mean to be just as important as them. And it starts off healthy and easy enough. And before I know it, I'm like, when did all of your goals, your dreams, your desires become important and mine are on the back burner? When, when did I fuck this up again? You know, and, and I'm like, wait a minute. I got to go back and claim my power back. This is the same kind of idea, but on a sexual level. Do you get what I'm saying now? I get it. I, I, I just... So, I, I like the chick that walked up to me in the Pensacola Mall and told me she would suck the sheets through my ass. I, I feel like I didn't leave a piece of my soul with her. Um, I definitely left some kids in the back of her throat. But, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't leave a piece of myself, my being. Like, there's no connection there. There's no, I, I don't feel the same thing that other people say that they feel. Like, you know, Chris and his, I leave I love every female I ever had sex with. I don't even know every female I've had sex with. Sometimes that also has to do like with that. pride. But just because you felt like you didn't leave something doesn't mean you didn't leave something. Because it's not about you. It's about them. And guess what? What you did with her did shape your spirit. Because guess what? You created a thought and a, a train of thought. You created a, a, a sequence that made you think this is what this is going to happen. This is what's going to happen when I do this. And that's what she left for you. It's called manifestation. And you're always putting out a brand new level of patterns, whether you know it or whether you acknowledge it, whether you're trying to or not. Patterns are always shifting and patterns are always changing. And it's up to us to acknowledge what energy we're putting out. But with that, and she changed I realize it's time for us to wrap up. We're going to continue this conversation on a later date. Yeah, no problem. Y'all have some very insightful things to say. And before y'all do wrap up, I want to um, first thank you guys for coming on the plank. Thank you um, for coming yes. on here. Coming and on lending here. Your, your, your views to our topics tonight and i want to thank you guys for having us on here thank you for having us on your show definitely um and definitely definitely worse again I, I don't know if i'm still a, a believer but you guys definitely opened up my eyes to some things and more importantly you gave me a lot to think about oh. and i believe that thoughts thoughts are power I, I completely forgot uh how did your homework go what homework who what huh no there was homework and i failed the assignment <laughs> i gave them the uh the experiment to try the touchless orgasm and oh. apparently <laughs> apparently there was no climax oh the, well never mind it was <laughs> well without Not touching I, fa <laughs> I failed the touchless part it was all right well, thank you again <laughs> for uh coming i'll on. try again thank you for having us and it's been a wonderful experience try, try again and yes, I succeed. <laughs> <laughs> if at first you don't succeed try try again <laughs> Yeah, it's been a wonderful experience, guys. Thank you all. Thank you. Yep, it has. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yes, no, I think it's been pretty good. Are you hitting solar? How you pronounce it? What was safe.